Welcome to The Gentle Podcast, a space where you can take off the mask and be your full self. Here we have conversations to nourish your mind, body and spirit on your journey home to you, the real you. I am your host, Rachel White, a coach, speaker and author here to guide gentle souls just like you to expand in vitality and freedom while connecting to and expressing their higher, most authentic self. Let's get into this episode. Welcome to another solo episode of The Gentle Podcast with me. I'm so excited today because tonight is the official opening of the Soul Leadership Academy. You have just under 24 hours to sign up if you really want to take the leap and lead yourself into this round of the program. It's going to be such an amazing experience and I'm so excited for everyone that walks through these doors and joins me. In this episode, what I want to talk about is something that I've been witnessing a lot in personal relationships, on social media, just all around. And it's around the idea of fear and sometimes how the fear and all the other things I'm going to talk about is what really stops you from even starting or from quitting something before you've really given yourself the chance to really get into it. And that kind of comes from starting something with one foot out the door already. What I want to talk about is, one, allowing yourself the grace to be a beginner. If you think about it, there are so many things that you're doing in your life right now that is automated behavior, that you don't even think about it. You just do it. And I'm sure you can think back to a time where that thing that you're doing now that is effortless used to be a process where you really had to think about every step. And when you you can think about driving a car, when you get into your car now, there's so many steps that you do automatically, you put the key in the door or you press the button or however your door opens, you get in the driver's seat, you put your seatbelt on, you might do a quick check in the mirror, you might check your seats all good, all this is happening unconsciously and then you turn the key or my car's like a push button. However you start your car, you put it in reverse, check the mirrors, check the reverse camera. Like there's all these different steps happening. And when you were first learning how to drive a car, it was like a, it was like an action step. Do this, do this, do this, do this. And it was like, you had to remember each step in that order. And it seemed like, okay, how am I going to remember this? You might've skipped a step at one point when you were first learning, but now you get in your car and it's automated. You just do it. And you've probably noticed this while you're driving as well. Sometimes you might lose yourself in the drive and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm at where I'm meant to go because all of that behavior has, has become automated. But at one point you were a beginner and you were allowing yourself the time and the space you needed to learn how to do that. And this is the exact process whenever we are putting ourselves in a situation that we've never been in before, whenever we're putting ourselves in the situation to be a beginner, there's thinking, there's thinking involved because there's steps that we need to remember, there's things that we need to do. And the only way we program in unconscious behavior or that autopiloted behavior is through two ways. One is repetition. And that's probably how you learn to drive. 
There was repetition involved. You did it again and again and again until it became automated. And the second is emotional attachment. And this can work in things beyond learning new skills like driving. This is any kind of automated behavior. And we have so much, 95% of everything we do and think is automated. And the way it becomes automated is through the repetition or through heightened emotional attachment. And when you think about a child learning to walk, they take one little step and they have all of these people that they love around them clapping and cheering them on and being like, oh my God, good job. When they're learning to go to the toilet by themselves, they have people cheering them on. So they are learning through the repetition, but also through that really heightened emotional attachment that, oh my God, these people are giving me so much love and attention when I do this, I want to do it again. And so those behaviors become really programmed and this can work in really traumatic events as well. Just say the first time we ever want, did like a public speaking thing and we got booed off the stage, that would be a heightened emotional experience that might ingrain the thoughts and feelings within us that we can't speak in front of people. There are so many things that happen in our life that if it happens in a heightened emotional state, it programs a belief within our mind. So the thing about being a beginner is that we need to remember that our brain is literally creating new neuro pathways whenever we're learning something new. Our brain is literally changing to enable us to put something into our subconscious so that it becomes automated, so that we don't have to think about it when we want to do it again. So this is really important when we think about wanting to be a beginner, if we or if we want to do something we haven't done in a really long time, so we've lost the automation. And I see this a lot if you people that want to study something, but they're so fearful of being a beginner in a like a school learning setting again. People that want to start their business but have no base point of experience. And the fear of that unknown stops them from even starting. People that want to leave their relationships or pursue new relationships, any single thing that you want to do that you know you are holding yourself back from is fear of being a beginner, of having to create those neural pathways and the fear of the unknown. And what I want to say right now is that every single thing is unknown. You don't have anywhere near as much control as your mind wants you to believe that you have. And if you accept that everything is unknown, then why not walk into the unknown that might actually produce the results in the life that you want to live? When you allow yourself to move through that fear and transmute the fear of the unknown or of being a beginner or of looking silly or what whatever else your fear is based around, what it all comes down to is fear of your past self losing its identity. And that's the role of the mind. The mind wants us to stay exactly as we are because what it knows is that we know how to deal with our life as it is. Even if it's unpleasant, even if it's uncomfortable, our mind knows that we already have coping mechanisms around every single thing we're currently experiencing. And it knows that we're essentially safe, we'll survive. Even if we don't love where we are, even if it's really uncomfortable, it knows that we know how to survive. We know how to not die in the situation that we're in. That's one thing we really need to be mindful of. That if it's our mind that is convincing us out of things, 
it's a sign that the only reason the mind is doing it is because it knows that if you do the thing that you want to do, you are going to move into a new level of yourself and a part of your identity needs to die to enable you to step into the identity that is capable of having and living the life that you want to live. Another thing is often we can get into this fear spiral of what if I do this and I lose all my money? What if I do this and I can never get a job back because this might fail and I might need to get my job back, but they will hate me if I leave? What if my family doesn't approve of what I'm doing? What if what I'm doing doesn't work? What if I lose my house? What if I lose my car? What if I lose all my things? And eventually this what if spiral is leading to what if I die? What if I die at a conceptual level? What if my identity of who I am dies? What if I die at a physical level, which most of these decisions will very unlikely result in physical death, but that's what the mind believes. Whenever we enter the unknown, we might die conceptually, physically, or any other way. And so whenever you find yourself in this what if spiral, if you're going to ask your mind those what if questions, you may as well turn it around. What if this is the best thing I could ever do with my life? What if this changes everything and I open up my experience to more success, abundance and love than ever before? What if I'm actually really good at this? What if I am actually really capable of learning something new? What if I really go all into this and declare that I'm going to make it work? What if I actually am just this amazing problem solver that can always find a solution? What if I really surrender to rest and play and play with allowing things to come to me? Whatever question we ask, that's the evidence the mind searches for. So if we ask our mind a question, what if I lose my house, car and become homeless? Your mind will search for evidence and proof that that will happen. It will find an answer to that question. If you ask the question, what if this is the best thing I could ever do when it opens up all the pathways and everything to everything I've ever wanted in my life? Your mind answers that question. So we need to be really mindful of the thoughts that we are entertaining within our own mind because it's the answers to those questions and those thoughts that the mind continues to search for. And it searches internally and externally. So if you're always expecting the worst, if you're always doubting yourself, that's the evidence that your mind will continue to show to you. It will continue to filter all that evidence and all that proof to you. Whereas if you're, if you program your mind to search for the opportunity, to search for the what ifs in the positive sense, then that's the evidence and that's the proof that will continue to be presented to you. There's no such thing as logical decisions. We make emotional decisions and then justify with our logic later. We make decisions in a split second that there's so much involved in that, but it's all emotional. It's all subconscious. It's never logical. We use the logical to justify later. So if you really just let yourself go beyond your analytical mind and beyond the logical of I could lose everything, then you start to allow yourself to make decisions based on what you really want, as opposed to the limitations that you're placing on yourself in your life. 
So what I would really encourage you to do if you find yourself in that fear spiral to start asking yourself different questions, to start entertaining different thoughts, because ultimately your thoughts and your feelings are the paint that creates the canvas of your life. It's only when your thoughts and your feelings are in alignment with the life that you want to live that you have any chance of experiencing the life that you want to live because that's what creates our alignment, our thoughts and our feelings. And a really powerful question to ask yourself now is what are your thoughts and feelings in alignment with? And what they are in alignment with is the exact life that you're living right now. So if you want to change the life that you're living right now, you have to change your thoughts and your feelings first. So that's all I have to share with you today. Just a little snapshot to think about the fear that you're entertaining, the thoughts that you're entertaining, the feelings that what that is leading to and the circumstances that that's creating right now. And if you want to change that, you need to give yourself the grace to be a beginner and you need to change your thoughts and feelings to change anything in your life. And this takes self-leadership. It takes self-leadership to change your thoughts because 95% of those thoughts are automated. They're on a repetitive loop that you don't even realize how many times you're thinking the exact same thing over and over again. And that repetition is ingraining them even further. It takes self-leadership to really take full responsibility for your thoughts. So I hope you've enjoyed this short and sweet episode. I hope to see you inside the walls of the Soul Leadership Academy if you're really ready to lead yourself, to take full responsibility for your life and to make such a meaningful and powerful impact in the world and to be the leader that you're born to be. Thank you so much for being here, beautiful soul. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me online at by Rachel White or at The Gentle Podcast. You can reach out to me anytime. I would always love to hear from you. Have a beautiful day. Namaste.